Joining us today on the Buzz Pod is the most grizzled vet I've ever played with. He's the first born and raised Oklahoma City hockey player to play in the NHL. He has had an illustrious career in the U.S. and in Europe. Joining us today, Matt Donovan. Thank you for joining us, Matt. Thanks for having me. A great, a great intro. All of Oklahoma, not just Oklahoma City. Oh. All of Oklahoma. All of Oklahoma. Actually, that's, that's where I want to start is like a couple things. What was growing up in Oklahoma like? And uh, how many bars is your jersey at in Oklahoma? <laughs> um, I don't know about the bars thing. Probably not very many because... One at least? Maybe, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so my dad runs a rink in Oklahoma. So he's originally from Boston. That's how I got into hockey. He was in a college exchange program and went to some small town in Oklahoma that didn't have any hockey. Is like two hours from Oklahoma City zero hockey Boston kid met my mom and fell in love and stayed there wow yeah your mom's from Oklahoma yeah. small town yeah small town like not a lot of people wow I don't know how many but not zero hockey zero like a small football town okay so met my mom got married right out of college they both moved to Oklahoma City where they were both accountants or something okay and my dad hadn't played hockey since moving to Oklahoma then got into like men's league mm -hmm. at the local rink in Oklahoma City got back into youth hockey and coaching high school hockey and stuff and then got in back into working at the rink and then started running the rink and so ever since I've born he, he's ran a rink in Oklahoma wow and Oklahoma like you can talk about it but I I think the closest I don't know even know if it's close but the closest I've played to Oklahoma is Omaha I think yeah is it close yeah it is close okay um Dallas would be the biggest like hub okay um so, oh, I played in Allen yeah there you go All so right. that's uh probably two and a half three hours from Oklahoma City so growing up in Oklahoma we had borderline a teams okay <laughs> I, tell I played kids, a I played there you go so I think we ended up playing double a but we should have been a we probably had 20 kids max at each level that I played on a travel team so tryouts weren't too hard no they weren't too hard <laughs> plus my dad was a coach so automatically made yeah. the team yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. um so yeah, it was it was traveling uh, to Dallas pretty much every weekend growing up. That's that's the first team on your elite prospects is yeah. Dallas U18, and it doesn't yeah. even have any games played. <laughs> yeah, well, it was probably before they took stats. <laughs> that's how long ago I played. Yeah, that's that's actually crazy. How was that first year away from home, like in Dallas? Yeah, so there was a couple kids before me that had had uh, moved away, like had to do the same thing because, like I said, we had double a hockey in Oklahoma right. you had to move away eventually yeah. if you wanted to and usually it was to Dallas because they had triple a hockey close, um, to close to home it was the closest place um a lot of the Oklahoma people had good connections with the coaches in Dallas because it's so close they know all the coaches so guys had done it before me so it was pretty easy it's one of those things like you have to make a decision so early in your life like do you want to play hockey yeah I mean Kids at that age are usually playing three or four sports still. Yeah. At that decision. And they're just getting into like girls and yeah. all that. And I, mean, like, I gotta move away from all this. Yeah, I just finished my freshman year of high school and I was I mean, you you move away when you're a sophomore in high school when kids are just starting to get good at football, baseball, they're playing all these different sports. They're so you have to decide, like, hey, do I wanna be a good hockey player and play at a high level? And what do I want to do with it? So, yeah, I, I think it's tougher on your parents and yeah. my parents. I know my mom cried probably yeah, for a year straight. Um, she lost her baby four years too soon. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was it was tough on my parents, but it was easy for me because yeah. all I did was I went to school. I lived two houses away from high school with a great Philip family. I went to high school, got in my car, went to practice, came home, did my homework, ate dinner, went to sleep. Like, I didn't do anything. It was hockey. Was, yeah. it was hockey. And when you're playing AAA hockey, in Dallas especially, there's not a lot of teams around you, so you're traveling so much. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I think I was at school probably half the time. Yeah. Half the school. You, you miss every Monday and Friday. Yeah. So you're there like <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, and half a Thursday. Yeah. Because you got to leave on Thursday. Yeah. First game's Friday. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. easy for me.
Yeah. And, and what was the USHL like? Because you you jumped, you went from AAA, you went from Oklahoma, where yeah, right? you went from A, <laughs> yeah. A to AAA. To junior, uh, to, to junior. junior, like the best junior league there is um, in the USHL. And that was a huge year for you because um, you had 30 points in 59 games as a defenseman. You were drafted fourth round by the Islanders. Just a huge year for your career. Um, but talk about how the USHL even came about and then jumping into it and how, what your experience was like that season. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, Tore up. I went from Oklahoma to the USHL in two year, one, two years. Um, so it was like, people always ask me, the kids at the camp would ask me, like, did you dream of playing in the NHL when you were really young? Yes and no. Like I'm from Oklahoma no one had ever done it before. So I didn't watch a lot of NHL. I grew up going to central hockey league games, you know, central <laughs> hockey league. Yeah. I don't even a think lot of fight. league anymore. No, no like, more. It was all fights. Yeah. So that's who I grew up looking, looking up to. And now I look back at like the Central Hockey League guys. It's like, oh my, these guys are. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're <laughs> they weren't. Yeah, I would have been great. In that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were a bunch of hockey players. But the, I, some of them are still around Oklahoma and great guys. They know a lot about hockey. But back to what I was saying was like, I didn't grow up thinking I'm gonna play in the NHL because right. no one had done it before from Oklahoma. So I just kind of took it like a day at a time. Maybe I was just naive and I didn't know if I was good or not. Like, I just played. Right. I went out there and played. It almost sounds like you were just playing, you're very good, and then once a set of eyes got on you, it just kind of was like the next level, next level, like this kid's a player. When when did you commit to Denver? It was at the end of that year in Dallas. At, so after oh, your first year at AAA. So, yeah. so clearly, yeah. whoever whoever recruited you, who recruited you? Um. Derek Lalonde. So he recruited you. So now he works in the NHL. So so he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. So like everything happens so quick for me. Right. That was your moment. That's what I was going to ask too. That was your moment of like, oh, I'm good. (laughs) Not, not even really like kind of. So it happened so quick that like after that year in Dallas, my dad would be like, Hey, where do you want to play college hockey? It's like, I don't know. I haven't even thought about that. Like I'm a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Am I gonna play college hockey? Do I have to graduate high school to go to college? It's like I don't know, but obviously at that time schools were looking at me, and my dad knew that, my coaches knew that, but nobody they kept you in the dark. Yeah, what you thinking? No, I didn't know that. You didn't even need to know. That's the thing nowadays. Kids have the internet. Kids commit so early. They have YouTube, like Twitter, all this stuff. I didn't have any of that. So I yeah. didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know what other kids were doing. I didn't know their stats. I didn't even know my stats. <laughs> like, obviously, on yeah. all these prospects, I didn't have stats. Zero games played. <laughs> yeah. Got him a commitment to death. Yeah. yeah. That's a great year. It's a great year. So maybe I was just yeah. young and naive, or I didn't care, or like I was just, just living. A clear mind, living your life, just having fun. Yeah. You get on the sheet and the world don't matter. Oh. Oh, back to committing to Denver was I, after that first, after my year in Dallas, I went on a trip with my parents to Denver. How were those back then? It was, it was good. Like I didn't, I didn't have like an overnight. It was just during the day with my parents. parents. We walked around with coaches. PG. Yeah. Rental guidance. I went into uh, George Grabzdecki's office at the end of the day and he was like, hey, we want to offer you a full ride. And it's like. I didn't know this was coming. Like full ride. What does that entail? And I was still 16, maybe just I think I was still 16, maybe just turned 17. You're like, you know, I haven't graduated high school. Yet, right? <laughs> you know, I'm a sophomore in high school. Um, I've got a long way to go before I come here. But I loved it. And then we went and visited CC the same weekend. They wanted me to come visit. So um I didn't visit any other schools, didn't talk to any other schools. And like a week later, I was like, I love Denver. It's cl- the closest. How far? Time. Yeah. How far is that? Um, it's a two hour flight. Oh, wow. oh amazing. That's yeah. a 10 hour drive, but two hour flight. Um, but it's the closest deal in the program to home. That'll work. Yeah. yeah. And what about the draft? Did you go? Um, the NHL draft? NHL no. draft. No. You so did. back to that. So I went into the USHL, got drafted first round in the USHL. Didn't know anything about that either mm-hmm. um we had one or two guys that had played in the ushl before me from oklahoma mick Berge, he so my best friends josh Berge, his older brother kind of paved the way for us he played in the ushl before us 
I think he's an 86, 85, 86, somewhere in there. So a couple of years older than me. Um, so we would actually drive up and go watch him in the USHL. He played in Lincoln. Oh, so in the ice box. Yeah. So that was my first taste of the USHL. I still was young, didn't know what it was. Like, did you have to wear a cage? Yeah, my first year. Yeah. First year, I was 17. So I had to wear a cage my junior year. So that gets into my first year in the USHL. I think my dad always kept me humble because, like, I remember driving up to the uh, Cedar Rapids camp after I got drafted in the first round. He was like, you know, this doesn't mean anything. Like, you still have to make the team. So it's like, maybe it was my dad telling me. I'm still not good. Causing like, reminders, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have to prove yourself. Yeah, you, like you haven't done anything yet. You still, you're not on this team. There's right. no guarantees. You need to work hard. You need to go out there and prove that you belong here. Which I think coming from Oklahoma, I did have to prove that to people. Yeah, because uh, no one from Oklahoma, like it's not someone from Minnesota. who They no. do it all the time. It's like right. this kid from Oklahoma, how good could he be? Yeah, right. and, and you're the outsider coming in. So everybody around you automatically wants to see you fail. Yep. They're like, who is this guy? Send him back to Oklahoma. We've never heard of this kid before. Exactly. Also, yeah. how was it like meshing with the guys in the USHL? Because you being from Oklahoma, not a hockey hotbed, like those guys that are from Minnesota and other hockey hotbeds, they usually all kind of know each other or know yeah. of each other before going to the USHL. Yeah. And especially back then with no internet, you probably knew nobody. I didn't know anyone. No, I knew not one person. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, but there was a kid named Paul Phillips, another defenseman that also got drafted to Cedar Rapids and he just committed to Denver as well. So oh, we made an okay. instant nice. connection. Nice. Um, so he's one of my best friends um, still to this day. Uh, best man at my wedding. So we played two years in Cedar Rapids and then we're roommates for two years at Denver. So And then you ditched him. Yeah, and then I ditched him. <laughs> and then, and <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, talk about Denver. True freshman, right? Yeah, true yeah. freshman. True freshman. That's really hard to do for those who don't know. Um, but true freshman, you went in there and 21 points in 36 games as a true freshman defenseman. I mean, talk about that and just like, a lot, of, a lot of things play into a good season, your true freshman year in NCAA, maybe opportunity and all that stuff, and also your work ethic. But just talk about your experience at Denver. It's still the same way. Like, I had gotten drafted. Um, I played two years in the USHL. My second year in the USHL, I did really well. Really well. 51 points in 57 games. That yeah. was a draft year. 50, no, no, that no, was after. After draft. Oh, after, after you got to. Okay. So my second year in the USHL after I got drafted, you yeah. talked about, did I go to the draft? I had no clue I was getting drafted. Oh, you didn't talk to any teams? No. So I talked to one, I talked to, okay. So I talked to two teams. LA came up and talked to me um, at one point during the season. And I had a chat with one of the LA guys. I don't know if he was a scout or a player development. I don't remember. But he was like, yeah, we're thinking about, drafting you he's like do you know like if you're going to get drafted i was like i have no clue like i don't they just want to know if other teams yeah i was like i don't know (laughs) so that was one team that i thought i was going to get drafted by and then the new york islanders sent me this packet that's like you it's like 100 pages and it's like you read it yeah i I, you have to like answer questions oh okay it's like uh a mental it was like a mental test who was the GM there? Uh, Gar Snow was the oh, GM. Okay. So that's, <laughs> I didn't talk to anyone. They just sent me this packet. I sent it back. Uh, I must have had a good mental yeah. state. That yeah. Day. It's like in the right. miracle when you give them <laughs> exactly. the It's the same thing. Yeah. Except I actually filled it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you took it right behind them like this. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I got drafted. I was sitting at home, saw my name on the computer. I was watching it because I knew. There was some interest. There was some interest, and there was kids that I knew getting drafted, so I was watching it. And, yeah, my name Let's talk up. about that draft, though. Thick draft. Yeah, do you remember the first yeah. five? Or well, do you remember the first overall? Stan Coast. Yeah. But, I mean, who was it? Bogosian was in that He's draft. Third. third, yeah. Second. Uh, who was second? Um, it's a, it's another defenseman. Yeah. It Is was, it Chuck was... Paulson? No, he was no, he, he was in 15. there. He's later. Yeah. No, Eric Carlson was 15. Anyways, just a sick draft. A lot of D, man. A lot of D. Yeah. A lot of D. You were up there. Drew Doughty, number two. Yeah, Drew Doughty, who's 
Uh, Zach Bogosian was in to the Atlanta Thrashers. Yeah. Alex Petrangelo, number four. Yeah. Luke Shen, number five. Holy right-handed yeah. defenseman. <laughs> uh, Nikita Filatov, Colin Wilson, Mikel Bodker, Josh Bailey, Cody Hodgson. Yeah. Good draft. Yeah. Top great, end. great draft. Wow. But talk about like your experience. I mean, you were watching it on the screen. What's your reaction? I, it was just shock. Like, I think uh, maybe I was the first. I'm, I think there had been maybe someone that was born in Oklahoma that had gotten drafted. Well, first born and raised. Yeah, first born and raised to get drafted. Wow. Um, so it was a cool experience. I was getting phone calls from like news and. To the house phone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think of a walk. Mom's like, it's for you, Matt. Come over. <laughs> yeah. Got to pull the the wire like all the way across the house. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So then, uh, then I had another year in the USHL. Did pretty well. Still, like I had a lot of points, and but like I was still just playing, oblivious, just on the sheet, having fun. What about uh, what about that experience after your freshman year at Denver? You played uh, U twenty. Uh, world championship yeah uh, that team was stacked too <laughs> yeah. uh, f- yeah. five points in seven games for you as a defenseman I'm going to keep adding as yeah. a defenseman because it's crazy to me but how did that opportunity come about and uh, what was it like another thing where I don't really know like no one really told me like I think my coaches knew that people were from USA Hockey were coming to watch me and I had a chance to make the world junior team but I had no clue no one told me so I was just playing um I got invited to like the pre world junior camp during the summer mm-hmm. in Lake Placid. So I knew that maybe I had a chance, but at the same time, I was like, wow, top 40 or 50 kids. Maybe that's pretty cool that I got invited, but I didn't know I was going to make it. I, I knew that I was playing pretty well, but didn't think about it. Just playing for Denver. And where, okay. And then, so where, where was world Jays that year? Saskatoon. Okay, in Canada. So yeah. did you and you guys won gold? Yeah. And did you play Canada in Canada for the gold medal? Yeah. Oh, talk about that. What was that like? <laughs> it was unbelievable. Like the I've never had an atmosphere like that before. Um, it was in Saskatoon. I don't know how much that building holds, maybe ten to twelve thousand, but playing against Canada, championship game, yeah, gold medal game in Canada, won in overtime. It was the famous John Carlson goal. Yeah. OT. Yep um that was that was one of my best hockey memories and And, yeah and what a team like group of guys I mean probably a great celebration with the boys in Saskatoon after yeah it was fun what a what a squad what a squad you guys had and what a what an experience that must have been did that kind of uh, I mean I I know from talking to you in these past couple minutes like and from playing with you these past couple weeks that uh you know, your ego isn't huge and you're a pretty humble guy. But after that experience, you know, playing World Junior Championship, getting five points to seven games, winning the gold medal, were you kind of like, okay, I'm one of the top guys? Maybe I knew, but I didn't really think about it. Yeah. You know? So my biggest thing is like, there's always someone better than you. There's always yeah. someone tougher than you. Yeah. You know, like, don't like, you better stay humble because yeah. someone's always better than you. Someone's always outworking you. So just I I just in my mind there's no way to be cocky. Right. I know that there's someone always better than me. Yeah. And I love That's that mindset. Point. That's a great one yeah. for kids because I find kids like they get one accomplishment, right? And this is even myself when I was younger and taking it back to when you mentioned that there was no Twitter and people weren't tweeting their commitments. I remember when I committed, it was basically so that I could tweet, you know, like (laughs) I was like, everyone's tweeting their commitment. I want to do it too. You know? And I remember after I did it, I was like, Oh, okay. Like I'm good. Yeah. You know? And once you get that, you you sink. Yeah. Right. Because then you think that you are here and then you start to go here because the other guys that don't think they're here are going like this. Right. So that's a great mindset. I think Donald, I think you're just, you're a natural leader. And I realized that right away when we were training together before I even played my first year and you were running us through skates at USM and the way you would just come to the rink prepared, come in, do your work. And I just want to get your perspective on leadership and team leadership. And have you always been a leader growing up on every team, just as you've entered the room, guys kind of 
gravitate towards you because as a younger guy going to you, like you're, you're the vet. I'm like, yeah, I'm asking Dono. Like, I don't know. Sorry, Schneids, but I, I don't know if Schneids <laughs> is most approachable. I'm going to pick Dono first. Yeah. Uh, can you speak on just leadership for you? I think I had like growing up in Oklahoma, being one of the better players, my dad was, I had to be a leader. Like I had to go out and work the hardest and show the other kids. This is why I'm good. This is why mm -hmm. we need you to work hard and because we're not going to succeed by having two good players on our team. Right. We're an A team playing double A. Yeah, like yeah. We, need, we need help, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I always had that where my dad would say, hey, you need to be a leader. You need to lead by example and pull everyone with you. Mm -hmm. I think that starts at a young age. Um, but yeah, as my career kept going, I was a captain in, in USHL. I, I don't know. I think it's natural, mm -hmm. um, but I think it starts when you're young. Yeah. What you have to go through, who, yeah. who your parents are, who your coaches are. I think it all kind of kind of comes into what what how you become a leader yeah you just yeah. have a, a very selfless mindset you know as as we've been asking questions you just say like that's what i think it's about thinking. it's about character it's about like it is character. it is it's got no. nothing to do with your game but um let's get into before we get into your pro career uh i can't believe we haven't gotten touched that yet but your first pro contract came after your second year at denver yeah um can you just talk about that second year at denver you had 32 points in 42 games and uh was there, did you know you were signing after that year or did that kind of come about at the end of the season? It came about at the end of the season. Um, so you lose in college. We, you go to the NCAA tournament and you lose and it's like, okay, what's next? I was sitting in class in Denver and I knew that there was other guys my age that were signing that I knew I was just as good. And I, I thought I had done everything that I could at Denver like I played really well I thought I was one of the better players at Denver and I was ready to start pro and I was sitting in class I think it was like an accounting class and my buddy Paul Phillips always tells the story he's like I, I look at him and I'm like what am I doing here I don't want to be here anymore I don't want to be in accounting anymore so I got up and I left and yes, that was it yes. that was it I stopped going to school and I was like, I'm going to be a pro hockey player. I want to do this. And, and you never went back and got your degree. Nope. You didn't know the game. Yeah. I always tell my parents I'm going to go back and get it, which maybe I will. It's pretty easy nowadays doing everything online. Yeah. So once, uh, once the kids get a little older, maybe yeah. a little more time. That's why you had another kid to give yourself more time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. Guys. Oh, that's so funny. But that's like me. I remember sitting in class. I mean, I didn't, I got zero credits in college, but I went to, I went to college for one year and I remember sitting in class, a three hour class. Oh. It was my first week of school, three hour class. I had practice after and I'm 30 minutes in and I'm like, Man, I need a nap before practice. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I go take a nap. I had a great practice, but I never went back to class. <laughs> and then that, was, that was it for me. But I didn't get an NHL deal after that. I started in the coast. I'll get there soon. But uh, talk about just like signing that first NHL deal um, with the Islanders. And then uh, good thing you left class because you were probably on a plane soon after because you finished the season in Bridgeport, yeah. five points in six AHL games. And We've had a lot of guys that get that little cup of coffee at the end of their college career. Zach had his, and they always talk about how important that is to kick off your pro career. Can you just talk about your experience? Yeah, it was, I mean, it's such a crazy thing to go from college to now you go live in a hotel for a month and you're getting per diem and this is what you do for a living. Like you go to, you go to the rink and you go to the back to the hotel and yeah. you're doing nothing. <laughs> and you have no family. And there's no 18 and 24 year olds. It's 30 year olds. Yeah. It's 30 year olds who are going back to their apartments to hang out with their family. And you're going back to the hotel and you're sitting there like, what did I just do? Like, <laughs> you're like, Hey, like with this per diem, can I order any food I want? Yeah. Or, like you guys want me eating specific. Food? Yeah. Yeah. You're on your own. You're a pro hockey player. So but it was a good experience. I, I did pretty well. And um, you go in, it, it gives you that little boost going into summer being like, okay, this is what I need to do to make it to the NHL the next year. And um, yeah, I had, I had a good, 
couple games and then went into that summer thinking, hey, I want to make it to the NHL now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then your your first full year pro, you played three NHL games. What was that first NHL game experience like for you? Crazy. Um, it was – so I played the whole year in Bridgeport. Um, did pretty well, and they gave me a couple games at the end of the year because I think they wanted to reward me. Give for you playing. a taste. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was unreal. Uh, my first game was in New Jersey – I think the starting lineup was Kovalchuk, Parisi, and who else was on that team? Some other. Maybe big Henrique or no? Um, no, he wasn't big by then. It was some... Gianta. <laughs> it wasn't Gianta. <laughs> it was someone else really good. So it was like, wow, this is the national. This is it. So it was a cool experience. And was there a lot of goosebumps in the locker room, like looking around and stuff? Or oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, anytime I. Even now, if I get called up, it's like, oh, here we go. It's yeah. like, this is it. Yeah. Still. Your first lap. I don't think they, I don't even remember if I got a, like, a rookie, rookie lap. lap. Yeah, it's all for the internet. They're yeah, like, now they exaggerate. You get, like, two laps. Yeah. They're like, this has been a tradition from 1800s. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> but, uh, 18. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And then, can you just kind of stop me when – when your kids are born in the middle? Cause I don't know when your kids were born, were your kids born yet? I know no. your wife and you yeah. kind of a childhood sweetheart yeah. and sitting at men in sixth grade yeah. and rekindled in college. I saw this interview of you on YouTube, did yeah. my research, how you doing? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. So, 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 so no, no, no kids yet. Were you married? No. no. So that's only fitting <laughs> no so and so we were dating my started officially dating my freshman year in college so we did long distance um until she went to oklahoma state so did long distance all through college and when i turned pro my first two years of pro so she would come and visit and stuff right um and then when she graduated, we got engaged and because we're from Oklahoma, so you can't, her family wouldn't accept that yeah. she would come move with me yeah. without being engaged. Yeah. So got engaged. What um, year was that? That was after my second year in Bridgeport. Oh, nice. Okay. So the next year was when she moved up. I made the New York Islanders. Yeah. Your best camp. season. Coincidence? Yeah. Yeah, so coincidence, yes, but we also lived in a hotel that whole year because oh. um, her first year of living with me was in a hotel. Yeah, hotel treatment. Yeah, yep. with a dog. The next year, made the Islanders out of camp again. That's when I only played 12 games, a healthy scratch. For we were there all season. Yeah. yeah, we got an apartment, so we were there all season. That's nice. Um, healthy scratch for 70 games. That's not nice. Yeah. Not That's nice. Not nice. <laughs> Actually, here's a good question. What's harder on the me- on the on the mental um, side of it is is playing fifty two games but living in a hotel, or having your home but only playing twelve games. That is a good question. Um, that's a very good question. Yeah, living in a hotel was not fun because you know you're on the chopping block yeah. at all times. Like you go into the rink, you're nervous, which yeah. sucks. It's not a good feeling going in. To try out every day. Yeah. Every day is game seven. Yes. And how are you expected to play when that's when that's your life is you're going into the rink to practice every day. And you're like, am I fired? Yeah. And you're like <laughs> trying to sneak out of the rink without someone talking to you because you don't want to get sent down. Yeah. Um so Donald, can I see you in my office? No, I gotta go. I gotta <laughs> no, go. I gotta go. <laughs> no, not today. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's tough. But at, yeah, the next year, you're it's a little more comfortable because they tell you to get a place. You know you're going to be there. But at the same time, you're going into work being like, okay, I'm going to try and get in the lineup today. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes that's just not how it works. Like they have other plans. Like I was the eighth defenseman that carried eight D all year. So if there's not very many injuries, I'm not going to get in very many games. And you had, I'm sure, I'm sure you had the healthiest decor yeah. in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, that year. yeah. Yeah. So that was a tough year too. Um, sure. 
but I did get to play game six and game seven against Ovechkin that year. Yeah. First round. So yeah, I heard cool. about that. So how was that jumping into the middle of the playoff? Yeah. In let alone game six. With with probably um, lower confidence than maybe you usually have because you hadn't been. Alive. So this is the thing. So there were stretches. So I don't I don't think I played a game that year until like game 23, 24. And then maybe played a handful of games and then didn't play for a 30 game stretch, played a handful of games and then didn't play. I don't know how long I didn't play before those two playoff games, but it was one of those things where I talked to my dad and he was like, Hey, you have nothing to lose. Like you haven't yeah. played all year. Yeah. You have zero expectations. Yeah. Go out, have fun, play hard, uh, work your ass off and then see what happens. So I went out there. I, didn't play with any nerves. Like, just went out and played. Good for you. In the playoffs. In the, the NHL. Game yeah. six, uh, both elimination games. And played really well. And I think that's just from another talking to from my dad was like, hey, I ain't got nothing to lose. Go, yeah. go play. Yeah. That's probably such a crazy experience for your wife. I'm thinking because now I'm married, right? And it's such a difference when you look at you know, where you're going to play and how it's the setup is and all that matters. Because I remember before I got married, I was like, I can live in a shoebox. Yeah. I just want a spot on the roster, right? Yeah. Or now it's completely different. So your wife was probably just like, what? This is the NHL. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> what did I get myself into? Living <laughs> in a hotel. Oh, this is the yeah. NHL. <laughs> Everyone's DMing her like, how's the NHL? She's like, oh. Yeah, I'm in a hotel <laughs> with a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. That's, that's so crazy to look at it because it, I always talk about that on this podcast is how people see things from the outside versus how it's actually going on the inside. Yeah. Right. People are looking at you. People in Oklahoma are like, Matt he made, Donald, he's living the dream. Yeah. Oh, he's the man. He's living the dream. And Donald's just like, Can I please get my house. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's just a, so that's another thing right. for kids or whoever's listening was like, I was I was in the NHL. No, I, I was living in a hotel. I was maybe getting sent down one day, called up the next day. But it was another thing where my dad was like, you know how many people would kill to be in your position? Yeah. So I always had that. I'd kill someone for that. Exactly. I so, wouldn't tell anyone, but I'd kill someone. <laughs> that, was like, that was like my mindset. Like some days it sucked going into the rink knowing I wasn't going to play or going into the rink being nervous because – I thought I was going to get sent down. So you don't play well. But at the same time, I had my dad telling me, like, hey, there are a million guys that would kill to be in your position. Yeah, literally murder. Yes. <laughs> so that was, like, my mindset most days was be a good teammate because if you're not, someone else will be. Yeah. And someone will take your place. So yeah. be a good teammate, work hard, and try and have fun and, and enjoy where you're at. Yeah, that's awesome. Seems like your dad is really the reason for your success. Like, it's crazy because your dad knew about hockey, so he knew what to feed you. Yeah. Whereas, like, I can speak for myself. My dad knows nothing about hockey, and he did an amazing job, like, getting me to where I had to go. But I remember calling my dad, like, after a good game or bad game, and he's like, you did amazing. Yeah. You know, you're the best. Sometimes that's really not what you need to hear. Um, But after that first year where you were living in a hotel um you played in the usa world cup of hockey um stacked team yeah right world championship, world championship. Yeah. oh sorry yeah. world championships not yeah. world cup of hockey i don't sorry. think i had the world cup that's no that's new that's my bad so world championships um but can you talk about that experience where was that that was in belarus oh Minsk. Wow. yeah that was cool um another thing where i got a call and got invited and i was like yeah, I'm coming. I didn't know really anything about it, but I knew it was for Team USA. So anytime you get a, a call to mm -hmm. play for your country, it's it's a really cool experience. So went, played, had a really good team. I think we lost in the quarterfinals, um, but it was a cool experience. Like I said, anytime you can play for your country, it's a cool experience. Yeah, absolutely. And then, so after that year was the year we talked about where you had 12 games, but you had your housing letter. So yeah. It was kind of nice, but kind of not nice. But um, the following year, I believe that summer you were traded, right, to Buffalo? No, just I became – so uh, since I only played a certain amount of games, I became uh, – I think it's a group six unrestricted free agent. So mm -hmm. I just became a free agent. So I just okay. signed with Buffalo. You signed with Buffalo, yeah. and you spent the whole year uh, 
31 points in 73 games in Rochester. Yeah. I um, actually made Buffalo out of camp. So I was up with Buffalo for like two or three weeks. Didn't get any games. The same thing as the year before. I was just practicing, working hard, trying to get in the lineup. And then they sent me down and they had zero injuries. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you're just knocking on the door. Then you're just like, all right, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to work on my game. But at the same time, I you see my stats, I didn't have a great year because I think because I only played 12 games the mm-hmm. year before. Right. So it kind of hurt me. You yeah. missed a full year of hockey yeah. of like the game reps, game yeah. situations. Yeah. And I always say like there's nothing worse than being healthy and like not playing games because you start to think to yourself, I don't know about you, but at least me when I'm in that situation, it's like, wow, like you know there's guys playing through little injuries and you're like i'm healthy yeah and he doesn't think i'm good enough to yeah you know so it like it kills you inside um but then you got to play a full season in the american league and then what was that thought process like going to uh sweden going overseas to frolunda i mean i've heard amazing things about the swedish hockey league yeah so that's another thing where i didn't know it was going to happen um i thought i knew i didn't have a great year um but my agent, I, he was like, yeah, we'll wait till free agency, see what happens, see if anything, a couple teams are interested. Um, and then I had a ex-teammate message me and be like, hey, would you be interested? My GM's asking me about you. Would you be interested in coming over? And I was like, no, nah, I want to give the NHL another mm-hmm. chance. Like, I'm going to stay here. I didn't even think about it. Like, Europe wasn't even a thought. And then free agency came and it was like, okay, this team's offering this. Um, but the Swedish team called again and they're very interested. This is what they're going to offer. Would you, do you want to try it? Like it's good money. And it's like, he's like, if you have a good year there, it's going to uh, set you up to come back because it's a really good league. Mm-hmm. Guys go over there and come back all the time. Um, I think it'll help you. Um, the hockey's really good. It's different. You can go experience Europe. Um, so yeah, we signed there and with the thought process of coming back, coming back mm-hmm. and not giving up on the NHL. Mm-hmm. Right. And then 15 points in, in 50 games that year. And you, you ended up signing back in Frolunda. So yeah. how, like, did you like it there? Loved it there. It was awesome. Uh, Gothenburg, Sweden is the second biggest city in Sweden. Um, you get treated like you're in the NHL. It, I mean, it's their NHL. It's yeah. the league's unbelievable. The hockey, the hockey players that come out of there, obviously you see every year the kids getting drafted out of that league. Yep. It's such a high skill, high pace league, but it's also really defensive. So you see, like I was so used to getting so many points. Mm-hmm. I had 15 that year. It, so I knew I didn't have enough points to get a good contract coming back. So I talked to them. They were like, you're going to be one of our best defensemen. You're going to be on the first power play. You're going to get more points. You're going to get more reps. We love you here. You like it here. Just stay here another year. See what happens. So that was what I did. I signed another year. So, mm-hmm. And then it did kind of work out. Did. You ended yep. up getting an NHL deal. So I got, so this is what happened. So after that year, I had a good year in the uh, Sweden. 27. Yeah. And then, so it was like, do I want to come back and get another chance? Or do I want to go to the KHL? I had offers in the KHL or other places in Europe. So I got a contract. I agreed to go to Poonlin. They were still in China. So I got the contract. I agreed to a net amount. And typical Russian, like, translation, the Russian agent, there was translation issues. I got the contract. It was a gross amount. So there would have been taxes taken out of it. So I would have made a lot less. Yeah. 30% less. Yeah. (laughs) So my agent was like, ah, it must just be an issue on the contract. I'll send it back. So I was about to sign it. Like, I had the contract. I was going to sign it. Hallie, my wife, was like, this says gross. Like, you shouldn't sign this you need you agreed to a net amount this is a lot less do not sign it so i told my agent he was like yeah it must just be they must have just not changed it so he sent it back and he was like no i guess the russian agent tried to pull a fast one on us <laughs> he said gross and i was like well this the business side of hockey right yeah. there it's i was like i don't really want to deal with this because yeah. 
Of you already know right away it's going to be sketchy. It's going to be sketchy. They yeah. didn't know where they were going to play. Like half the time they were in Beijing, half the time they were in wherever else. Um, and so it was like a risk to begin with. Mm -hmm. I had just had, um, we had, what year was that? That was, so yeah. So we had my son, my first son already, Dean. Um, Dean the machine. The machine, yeah. So we it was like would they come over with me we don't know where we're gonna live so when that happened i was like oh, i'm done yeah i'm not gonna try this yeah um so my agent was like okay let me make some phone calls um i talked to a couple nhl teams i talked to nashville calgary a couple other teams and he was like okay maybe that's a sign you give this nhl another chance like you're i don't know 27 28 at this point I was like, I do want to give the NHL another chance. I, mm -hmm. I want to come back and try it. He was like, okay, Milwaukee's offering a contract. If you play well, um, they said they'll turn it into an NHL deal. And that's what happened. I signed in Milwaukee and um, started off really hot, had a really good start to the season. And that's when my agent called and was like, hey, they want to turn this to an NHL deal. Yeah, and uh, what was it like for you getting back in the NHL lineup for Nashville? You had two games played. You had one assist. I mean, that first game back must have been like, wow, like it kind of worked, my plan. Like, I went to yeah. Sweden. I wanted to come back. I wanted to get a better deal playing the NHL again, and, like, I'm here. Yep, that was the whole goal was that I wanted to be back in the NHL. It didn't matter. Like, obviously, you want to be back and be in a, a mainstay and – earn a bunch of money but right. like Who it has been four years since I played in the NHL like you grow so much in those four years and you you understand how hard it is to get to the NHL and what it takes so it was like a dream come true all over again to mm -hmm. to get called up and um yeah it, my son was there and and got to see me playing the NHL so it was right. uh it yeah. was it was a cool experience. That's cool. I mean, 27, 28 years old, that's when you're hitting your prime. Yeah. So you start your pro career, then you play a few years, go overseas, and then you hit your prime back in the NHL. And you mentioned Dean was there. You're a father to about to be three. Yeah. Can you talk about what being a dad has meant to your hockey career? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it changes everything. You do everything for yourself and for my wife who was with me the whole time and then you add kids to it it changes everything you're doing everything for them now mm -hmm. um, yes you need to earn money for them but you want to create a, a good life for them you don't want to stop playing and, and maybe not earn as much and your mindset changes you don't want to take the comfortable life yeah you don't want to settle and be stuck at home like i'm dragging sid to Newfoundland, you know, <laughs> yeah. across the world. Like yep. you, you, you want to live the life you want to chase your dreams and reach your highest potential while you're still young and you can. And so I just think that you have the kids while you're still playing. Yeah. doesn't change you, what you want to do mm -hmm. might just change what you do with what hockey gives you. And yeah, um your summers and things like that but and your perspective too like yes. your perspective that second time you go to the nhl now you have a kid and it's like wow like my kid gets to see me play in the nhl it's m more of a dream because it's it's more than just you getting to play in the nhl now it's like my little kid yeah seeing me like it's another dream right like yeah. my dream is to play in the nhl but then i have another dream which is for my kids to see me play in the yeah. NHL. yeah so another good story about that is when i was called up to nashville um Hallie was pregnant with Lawson our second son he was due any day I was in Nashville mm -hmm. by myself she was back here in Milwaukee so she was like hey we need to figure this out like you can't just be playing and I was like I told her hey I saw the first one if I'm playing in yeah. the NHL you're That's on your own <laughs> you're on your own yeah but luckily I was uh I was a seventh D in Nashville. Um, so I was getting healthy scratch. So um, she was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get into, so I'm going to schedule it. So where you have a day off, you can fly back. So I got healthy scratched um, one night. I knew I was, 
I was going to be healthy scratch. So I showed up, I asked them, I was like, Hey, can I, my wife's getting induced tomorrow. We have a day off. Um, can I fly back to Milwaukee tonight, the night of the game? They're like, yeah, just show up for warmups, make sure no one gets hurt. And then you're good to go. So I, I show up for warmups with my bag packed and they're like, yep, no one's hurt. You're good to go, go to the airport, fly to Milwaukee the next morning. Uh, she gets induced, have the baby. Um, the team Nashville goes on a West coast trip to California. So the next morning I fly to California <laughs> to meet the team and she's on her own. Oh my goodness. So I was in the NHL when Lawson was born, Wow, which is a cool, cool thing. That, to say. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And then the following year you were back in Milwaukee for the full year and then you ended up going back to Sweden. Yep. That was the COVID year. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Milwaukee was one of two teams that opted out yeah. of playing. So I because of no fans. Yeah, because of COVID. And so I was kind of in a tough spot. I had to figure out where I was gonna play because I was on an AHL only deal. So yeah, this team in Sweden HV seventy one. HV seventy one called another great place to play. Um closer for Lunda. Unfortunately, they got relegated that year. I broke my leg that year so i only played i don't know how many games I 12 played. games yeah, another 12 wow. game season broke my leg so i was just watching them lose and get relegated which sucked because they brought me over to help them not get relegated yeah. they're yeah. at the bottom so it it was unfortunate but they actually won and they're back up in the ushl now so. so the following year you end up going back to milwaukee so at this point were you like Milwaukee's kind of a home base. A yeah, so bit. I had signed a, two, a new two-year deal with Milwaukee, and then they opted out, so that canceled the first year of it. So I knew I was coming back. I think. Do you get double paid? <laughs> so do you get paid by Milwaukee and SH? No. no, you just—they just don't pay. You. They just canceled the contract. That's oh. what happened with everyone. Mm, that's brutal. That COVID year. I didn't even yeah. realize that everyone yeah. got their co contracts canceled. Yeah, nobody made money nope. unless you went to go play somewhere else. Yeah, so I had to go play somewhere else. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so the next year I came back to Milwaukee. That's where I met you. Yeah. In the summer, training before our season, I had just signed in Milwaukee for this same year. So we're going to play together. We're going to be teammates. Yeah. We're training. We're getting after it. Three on three. Then we go to camp together. Yeah. Nashville brings all the American League contracts to camp. Yeah. Which is very cool. We grind there, camp for a couple weeks, live in the hotel life. Yeah. We come back from camp. Did you come back a little later than everybody? Or were you on that initial bus ride to the airport at 6 a.m. from the hotel with like 15 no, of us? Because I I because I got COVID. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> I got COVID. Earned yourself a couple extra days. <laughs> um, 14 days. So that was when we were still testing every day or whatever. You show up and you test yeah. and you can complete your day. And I was like one of two guys that tested positive for covid and so i had to stay away from the rink for three days i think it was because so i was just walking around nashville <laughs> by myself <laughs> i couldn't hang out with anyone i couldn't go out to eat i was just walking around nashville um so yeah so i think they kept me there a couple days made you retest and yeah all that stuff yeah and i i got to practice a couple more days um just i think maybe just to have extra bodies there i don't know and because i didn't get to practice the last couple of days so yeah i stayed there a couple more days and then came back to milwaukee me and dono had a hell of a summer leading up to that i'm talking three months of four days a week on the ice i make the the ahl opening day lineup for my first year and first game of the season Shot pass, second period from Dono, ends up being the game-winning goal. My first goal, backhand tip, or for the ads, it turned out to be game winner, yeah. game one of the season. I just a, about that. just a, a great connection, <laughs> high tip in the slot. I'm sure we practiced it a thousand times yep. uh, during the summer, but I thought that was really cool. Uh, get me on the board. I'm like, yes, Donald yeah. kept me in the lineup for a couple more games. <laughs> yeah, you never forget like your first assist. Like I know my first pro assist. I know first my assist, first no, few, no, no, first no, first no. I know the people that assisted your first. Oh yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. That's what I. Yeah, yeah. I know my first Q assist. Bokoy Mama. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, and Valino, secondary. Yeah, yeah, Ottawa. Shout out to Boko. But uh, 
So then you go to the Dell. I mean, yeah. that's those are two great leagues in Europe, SHL and Dell. Yeah. Um, can you just talk about the differences between them and how, how the Dell experience was for you? Yeah, it was a good experience. We wanted to go back to Europe eventually just because we had such a good experience the first time. Um, we got to travel. You get the season's not as long, so you get more time off. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously, once you're in Europe, it's so easy to go everywhere else. So you got to see a bunch of different things. Yeah. You get to experience new cultures. Um, the difference between the SHL and the Dell is the hockey's a lot different. The Dell's way more North American style. Um, high flips, chips off the boards, the glass. Um, SHL is very puck possession, lots of skating. Like you tell people it's a lot of skating. It's not just because the rink is bigger, Olympic size. It's because you have to skate. Like, everyone's flying around. Um, I'm more of a Dell guy. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think you are. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's the diff- That's the main difference is... Um, and how do they treat you there? The really well, really well. So, so it, like, I played in uh, Mannheim, and it's um, known for being one of the better organizations um, you get treated like you're in the NHL. Like the facilities are top notch. Um, the travel's pretty easy. Um, the staff is really good. Um, you guys bus or fly in that league? Bus most of the time. I think we flew a handful of times just because we we're so far from Berlin. But um, I think that was the only and train. We would train to Berlin sometimes. That's crazy. Yeah. Like Berlin, like just playing hockey in those places yeah. just so seems so awesome. And did you and uh, your wife and the kids get to? Do those like little trips? I know all yep. those guys that play there do little trips. Yeah. So I want to say it was November. In November, we went to, you get a week off um, for international breaks. Um, so we went to Ireland and saw pretty much all of Ireland. Nice. Um, really cool. That's pretty cool. The kids got to experience seeing a bunch of different things. We went to, I mean, Swi- we were three hours from Switzerland. So we would drive to Switzerland. Uh, we drove maybe three or four times. We went to Switzerland, saw a bunch of different places in Switzerland um where else did we go what's your favorite place you saw the guinness factory probably in in (laughs) ireland (laughs) yeah (laughs) trying to get my boys to try the guinness fresh guinness but they wouldn't try um no it was uh i don't know ireland is beautiful um we stayed at a a place called adair manor um and they're having the Ryder cup there in 20 27 oh, so it's a nice spot it's, nhl spot it was unbelievable nhl vacation it was unbelievable <laughs> yeah. the nicest place i've ever been to that's awesome and then uh now you're back in the u.s yeah i mean congrats thank you new contract with the chicago yep. wolves yep independent team for those who don't know which is yep. awesome for guys that are signing there um just talk about like what played into that decision coming back to the u.s obviously you got a a, a baby coming soon yeah. that probably has something to do with it that has a lot to do with it um yeah, that threw a, a wrench in the plans, mm. definitely. Um, baby due end of July. Nice. So I knew, we knew that either the whole plan, I I wanted to experience the KHL if I could get into Russia, just to say that I'd done it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you hear all the stories. and You would have checked off, I mean, the top three leagues in Europe. Yeah, well, other than Switzerland. Switzerland's right. really tough to get into. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I told my agent, hey, I'll have this baby tell Russia teams, Russian teams all come over in October, November, December, somewhere in there. So I'll miss the training camp. So I'm going to miss the training camp. Hopefully I'd make some good money and I'd get to experience Russia. But obviously that's not a great idea right now. Right. With the whole war thing. <laughs> um, so my agent was like, I'm not letting you go to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> That's your agent there. Um, so the only other option would, I was going to do that anywhere in Europe. It would have ended up maybe mm-hmm. being back in the DL or wherever, but my family would stay here because we had a newborn. The mm-hmm. kids would be in school. So I would have gone over by myself, yeah. which would have sucked. Or I sign back in Milwaukee or somewhere close like Chicago to where I could stay home, be home with the the kids, and my family could just live mm-hmm. a normal life and stay here. And yeah. luckily, that's what happened. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, Chicago Wolves have everybody who just signed there, too. You guys are going to be good. But um, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, I mean, your kids. Like, 
uh, Dean the Machine Donovan. Uh, <laughs> I saw like great basement setup you got for him. Two questions. Um, one, uh, when's his draft? NHL draft. I have no clue. You don't even know yet. You're not even hold stepping on. in. Yet? Hold on, hold on. I didn't know what's mine. Was he born in Oklahoma too? Uh, no, he was born in Rochester. When I okay. Rochester. Rochester. He's got. He's a more more of a hockey guy than you. Yeah, he is. He at, is. At, at camp, he shows up half the days as a goalie and half the days as a player. <laughs> I try to shoot the puck as hard as I can at him when he's a goalie yeah. and make him get out of the net. Yeah. I say, Dean, you want to be the one that shoots the puck, yeah. not the one that gets hit by the puck. Yeah. What about you? You definitely don't want him to be a goalie. No. <laughs> no. I, I think it's a phase, is, though. Kids like it's goalies. Gotta be a phase. I don't know what his obsession is with it. I think just the because gear. he gets to stand there, <laughs> he gets to catch <laughs> the play. Yeah, <laughs> Dad, I don't have to skate. This position is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be what it is. But hopefully, it's just a phase. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I just wanted to say this. This isn't really a question, but uh, did actually, I guess it is. Did you get him on that guitar, Sally? Because I saw that's his go. That's his go-to. I don't. He watches a lot of YouTube. He wakes up early and mm. goes downstairs and turns on YouTube. And he must have got it from there because I. That's I'm not a big sellier, so yeah. He must have got it. Yeah, he did, been the, there. he did the walk-off sellie. I saw him <laughs> last game. Yeah, the three v three game. Yeah, the shield, he walked out. I just told him I had to leave, yeah. so that's what I did. He's like. <laughs> He's literally, I'm like, Donald, you got to score before you leave. He goes, he scores. Like, I got to go pick the kid up from golf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Well, I don't have anything left, but I can't wait to see the I do. guitar selling in the NHL. Does he got something? Yeah, I do. I do. You're, you're wearing the hat. I want to talk about it. Yeah. What, what, when did squash hockey start for you? Can you talk a little bit um, about squash hockey and yeah. uh, tell us about it? Cause that's, that's my employer. And, yeah. uh, Best employer in uh, Wisconsin for the summer, uh, summer camps, Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, USM summer hockey school for all you kids that want to get better and get, get the better. best training possible yes. uh, in the summer. From pro guys in the Wisconsin mm -hmm. slash Chicago slash Minnesota. At Green Bay area. Yeah. Oh, wow. You got a couple. No, <laughs> no, no. but you can drive in. You can drive in. Yeah. Think, yeah, yeah, there's no place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so squash hockey coach. Um, so I would help with camps when I would come back for the summers when I was in USHL or wherever. I would help with other guys' camps as like a instructor and help the little kids. And then when I was in college, my dad was like, "You should do your own camp. Help the little kids out. Give back. You can make a little money." But it's important that you give back to the hockey community where you grew up and show these kids that you can make it. Mm -hmm. So that's where it started. Well, Scotch Hockey Code didn't really start until I was in my pro, but I started doing camps and private lessons when I was in college to make a little bit of money because mm -hmm. you need money in college. Um, no NIL or NLI no, at the time. No. no. And more importantly, to give back to the kids of Oklahoma, the players of Oklahoma. So that's where it started. And then when I was in, I think I was in Sweden. I just came up with the name Squatch Hockey Co. My friends and I thought Sasquatches were funny. And yep. uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny idea of uh, seeing Sasquatches. And it ties into Oklahoma because there's a lot of sightings in Oklahoma. It's true. It's a unique name. So I went with it. Squatch Hockey Co. was born. And it just turned into those summer camps that I was doing turned into squash hockey co yeah. and the lessons and, and stuff like that. And then it's kind of grown from there. We started doing apparel and, but our main thing is to, it's still to give back. Mm -hmm. um, I try and go back to Oklahoma at least once, once or twice a summer and do camps there. Obviously it's hard this summer with the baby coming, but that was the main reason where it started was to give back to the kids of Oklahoma. And now it's grown to, Wisconsin and yep. Milwaukee area and um yeah we just want to give uh like the camp now is give a good experience to the kids you see we talk about it all the time you see all these camps where the kids are on the ice two times a day they're doing stick handling they're working out their parents are paying all this money to where these kids are getting warm it's the middle of summer they mm -hmm. don't need that so we started this summer program where they're on the ice twice a week 
they're doing other stuff off the ice, kickball, baseball, playing other sports, doing agility, mm-hmm. having fun is the main thing. Yeah. Like it's the middle of summer. These kids don't need to get worn out being on the ice twice a day. No, yeah. it's uh, that healthy balance of working on your skills, still getting on the ice, but also yeah. being a kid and being athletic and yep. getting outside. And um, I'd say we got an absolute great thing going. And it's just, it's just a start. Yeah. And to, to go back to the, the camp now is I try and give these kids such a good experience and a different experience. Like you go to other camps where it's the same instructors, they're high school kids or whatever, putting these kids through drills. We're pro hockey players. We've been doing this for a long time. So we, we have good coaches. And I also bring in other guest coaches yeah, that do. are unbelievable. You had a, an NHL coach, yeah. a player development coach, and an NHL player all in the same week talk to the kids. Yep. And that doesn't happen around the country everywhere. No, you don't get that anywhere else. So No, that's awesome. Squatch hockey. Yeah. I gotta I gotta buy a hat. Oh. oh right. Hold up a hat to the to the to the YouTube. So my dad, my dad watches the YouTube. So he he's gonna like that logo. There you go, Ken. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Donald. Yep. Appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having Zach, me. Zach, you got something else? No. Plugger, you're the man. Thanks, boys.